What is your, what do you love most about your job? Which some people would say those interior line jobs are like the dirty work. They don't, they don't see the fun in it. Where, where, where is the fun and the pleasure in this for you? I like to see, I see the fun of it, but uh, just, just helping the betterment of my defense uh, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. All right, the Outland Trophy headed back to Houston. Congratulations, Mr. Oliver. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of Prospect Profile. My name is Lawrence, and uh, this week we are going to be doing an episode focused on the trenches. Uh, Both sides of the line, offensive line and defensive linemen, going to be covered here. we're gonna, yeah, it's, I figured uh, it would be definitely a, a little different because um, I haven't covered an offensive lineman yet at all. And uh, it definitely it's something it's a position that's a little harder to evaluate than other positions because they don't always stand out on film. And it's it's hard to sometimes indicate exactly, you know, what you're looking for and. It's hard to, it's always, it doesn't jump out at you like with the skill position guys, but offensive linemen are obviously incredibly important. And I have wanted to cover one of the top ones in this draft uh, coming up. Uh, and that would be the red shirt senior out of Kansas state, Dalton Risner, uh, who's six, five and 308 pounds. And he plays uh, offensive tackle. He plays on the right side at Kansas state. Um, I just want to give you an eye-popping stat he had last year. He had only six pressures allowed last year, according to Pro Football Focus. That is just absolutely insane. I mean, that's that's just a guy who's winning like pretty much almost every one of his pass-blocking assignments, uh, for almost for the most part. That that's just um, mind-boggling to me. So uh, <laughs> the guy and. Then I went and looked at the film from this season so far, a couple uh, games of his, and wow, yeah, he he's the real deal for sure. Um, Risner is a hundred percent just uh, just a man amongst boys <laughs> out there. He's um, what I liked about him on on tape was he has good light footwork. He He's very light on his feet. He knows how to use his feet and not he's not like uh flat-footed at all. He he could he's able to use his feet to slide out and catch up with those speedier some of those those fast pass rushers coming off the edge and uh he's able to slide out and push guys away um from from the quarterback and doesn't let the the pocket get enclosed too much. It, yeah, his footwork is essential to why he is such a good pass blocker, and you, you could tell that he's just very well coached and he's very well disciplined when it comes to comes to that. So that's a big big plus for Dalton Risner, uh, for sure. I on the when he played Miss State, you know the, he's facing Montez Sweat, who's one of the best pass rushers in the country, and is probably looking to be a possible first round pick, maybe second round pick. And uh I saw him definitely hold his own against Montez Sweat. You know, Sweat obviously at times gave him some trouble, but you know, he's Sweat's gonna give guys trouble all the time and once in a while he's gonna win on you and you know, that's 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 just how it is. Good pass rushers are gonna win a battle every so often, even against the best offensive linemen. Uh but he held his own in that game, even though Kansas State got 
beat up pretty good by Miss State in that game. Uh, that wasn't really his fault at all. Uh, if you look at how the offensive line played, it, it really wasn't on them as much of, as it was just uh, some pretty bad play calling and and some bad de- defensive play. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, then I saw the Oklahoma game this past week, and Oklahoma doesn't really have, like, a dominant guy on the edge like uh, like Miss State has in sweat, which is, which was really, really noticeable uh, when it came to uh, watching this tape on him because he didn't really have much trouble with Oklahoma uh, at all. Uh, he was dominant from what I saw. I didn't see the whole game. Even though Oklahoma dominated Kansas State, offensively they they just you know but it, that, they've done that to a lot of teams this year as well so it, it's you know that's again this is nothing on Dalton Risner you, you know this is not his fault but um yeah so they were placed in a lot of passing you know uh predicaments because of the score and uh I thought he did excellently I thought he pass protected incredibly well um he just he just moves around well he's not um, he's not like a completely unathletic, uh, he's, he's able to keep up with guys. Um, and in that game, I noticed as well, he's really, really good run, run blocking as well. I really like what he does run blocking. He's very, he's quick and he, he's always looking upfield the block in the, in the run game. He, he's a mauler. He's a big, nasty, just gets down and dirty in the trenches and, really does damage he's he's not a uh, um he's not afraid to, to run block which i i like about him he's a very um he's very balanced like he's not like incredible at one and really bad at another he's like really good at pass blocking he's a really good run blocker from what i saw on on film so i i think risner is definitely the real deal he's He's got a lot of talent. Uh, another thing too is, which I, I think is going to help him, or it could hinder him a little bit on the pro level, depending um, how he's used. But he's very versatile. Uh, he started inside, I believe. He played center first, and then K State kicked him out to the right side because he was great at center. But they really needed somebody to play outside on the right side, and they moved him out there, and he's been great at, at right tackle. So what that tells me is that he wasn't moved to right tackle because he was ineffective inside. He was moved because they of a need on, on their team, and that's a big sign. A lot of these guys that you see that coming out of the draft where they go, oh, he's off this offensive lineman, so versatile, he played this many positions on the line. A lot of times, that's because they're just – they don't really fit anywhere with their talent and their, or their size or whatever, and they they have to move around. Reznor didn't really have to do this, but he did it out of necessity for his team, which is a, a team player right there, first of all. And second of all, he just excelled at both positions. So that's a that's a good sign for me. So I so I don't I think he is good at both positions. But from what I've been hearing, some people feel like he'd be better um, inside on the NFL level because sometimes um, in the NFL, you just the level of pass rusher 
rushers are just it's just another it's another level uh compared to college and some of these guys are just like like a von miller or you know a clowny or or whatnot or miles garrett they're just they're just so 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 quick and i think the feeling is that maybe he wouldn't be able to quite be level with those guys if he's playing tackle and he would struggle a little bit so they that he might get moved to us back to center depending on which team he lands on and that's you know that's always the big thing about yeah any really anybody in the draft it it just really depends where you land on are are you fitting well in that scheme do you fit well with that team and i think that's going to be a big a big part of you know whether risner is like really great or just kind of like okay because i don't think he's going to be an actively bad offensive lineman from what i've seen of him he he looks like he could play in the nfl 100%. Hundred percent. Um. So I I don't I'm not too too worried about him. I think he's gonna find a way to succeed what whatever position he's moved to and whatever team he lands on. Um. A couple uh, one other thing though about Dalton Risner, which I thought was really really cool though, and I think this is gonna help him a lot, is that he has a hell of a work ethic and and is a natural leader. Uh, you could see it out in the field. Um. With in the huddles and everything, his leadership and just how he act and how his teammates respond to him. But he also, he's also started his own foundation and he's not even out of college yet. It's called the rise up foundation. He started it as, um, a YouTube, like a YouTube video thing where he would like do like inspirational messages and motivational speaking. And now he's like re- uh, planning on reaching out and making getting this bigger. And he's actually wants to run like football camps for, for kids to help them learn football. And to me, that just, that just shows you he's a community guy. He's a driven guy. He's a, you know, I know this is, this term gets thrown around like, uh, like nothing, but he's a quote unquote, they, cause they call a character guy or whatever, you know, high character. They always say in the scouting reports, I hate to use the same buzz terms, you know, as everybody else. Cause I know it gets a little annoying, Sometimes they hear the same thing, but he really is like, just, he's a good guy. He clearly wants to help his community and he wants to improve other people. And it's not just all about him, which I, and, and it's not all, it's not, everything isn't about football for him either, which I, I think is a good thing too. And, and I guess he also volunteers for other various nonprofits. He's just a very involved guy. So that is a very, very good sign for anyone really drafting him, you don't have to worry about him really getting in trouble. He's going to be a leader in your community, on your team. Uh, that, that's just a big thing. And you can't coach that. It's a thing that just you, some guys have it or some guys don't. And that's just how they are. And he's definitely a guy that in the future, he's going to definitely be a leader. I think for anybody who drafts him, and he's going to be a well-respected guy. So you, that's the type of guy you want in your locker room. So, yeah, to me, I really like Dalton Risner. From what I've seen on film, his technique is good. He's big and strong. Uh, I I just, I don't know. I think he's definitely a first-round caliber. Uh, with how, I feel like with how much the offensive line is looked upon now in the NFL. It's hard to find good offensive linemen that are pro ready coming out of 
college. So I think for that reason, he will go in the first round because it's they're such at a premium now, especially tackles. Um, you, you know, those guys are just they just don't see a lot of those good pro ready guys yet. And I think he's pro, like a pro ready type of player. Um, even if he does play center or whatever, I, I think he's ready. He's he's ready to go. And I don't think you have to do a whole lot w- in terms of developing him. So that's Dalton Risner, K-State. Really good prospect. And I was glad to be able to um, finally talk about an offensive lineman because uh, they're, they're, they're people too. So, <laughs> you know, and they're, they're very, very important. Uh, the next prospect I'm going to be talking about is, boy, uh, he's been really making waves. Uh, and this is on the other side of the line, the defensive line. And this would be um, Houston's Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle. Wow, um, Ed is something. Uh, I mean, I think everybody kind of knows how a lot of people do at least know how Ed, good Ed is, but obviously there's some people that don't always follow Houston games. Uh, AAC isn't always the most watched go-to conference at all. Um, so people that may not see Ed, I just want to like say like how freakish he is of a player. Um, he's 6'3", 284, and he basically runs like a linebacker which is frightening because he, he's playing inside on the line and he could run. I, I've seen him chase down running backs to the sidelines. Um, to it, like it's like, it's nothing. And you just don't see that from the, like a lot of defensive linemen. He just he can make those, he can make those effort plays like that and play kind of play out of position. Um, which is just, it's just unusual. You don't see six, three, two eighty four guys just, actively be able to do that <laughs> so he he's got it he's got it in the run game and and when you you see him in the run game he has great vision he sees where the play is going he's very very smart uh he just he has good instincts uh coming after the ball carrier he doesn't he doesn't miss a lot and uh i mean look at listen to these stats i mean ed oliver has had 52 tackles for loss so far in his career at Houston. And this is in three years, folks. This is, this is not in four years. This is in three years. He had 22 tackles for loss his freshman year, 16 and a half tackles for loss last year. And now this year so far, he already has 13 and a half, and he's only played in seven games. He just missed this week's game, and he may week miss next week's game. They're not 100% sure yet. Um, and he has had, I mean, that's just insane to me. That That's a guy that's cons- consistently blowing up plays in the backfield. That's, that's incredible to me. Defensive tackle doing that. Um, wow. Just, just wow. Uh, it's mind blow. It really is mind blowing. Um, but the thing is, Ed, that's not it for Ed though, because he could pass rush too, and um, he he's got like 
a million different moves he can use to to get around uh, linemen and, and pass rush scenarios and shed blockers in the run game. Uh, he has, you know, he can hit you with a swim move. He can hit you with a spin. He can just power through you. Um, he could just go around you. <laughs> He's so quick. Um, it, it's it's quite amazing to see. <laughs> it's and and also. He's got good technique with his feet, um, and he's able to use his base to power through linemen with his low pad level, and it's just he's got it all. I mean, he could power through guys. He can he could speed. He can go around guys, and it's it's pretty incredible what Ed's capable of doing. Um, and yeah, <laughs> Ed Oliver is is absolutely hundred percent up to the hype. There's Aaron Donald comparisons going on with Ed Oliver and that's hefty. I I don't know if I'd go there yet cuz I think there's some differences between them a little bit, but I think Ed Oliver absolutely has the potential to get to that level if a team uses him in the right way. Um, my cons- there's a, I do have a few concerns with, with Oliver and they aren't like major concerns because I think the guy is a hundred percent going to make his mark in the NFL somewhere. He's a, cause, because he's not like a lazy guy, he's a hardworking dude. And I, I just don't see him being a bust. I, I really, really don't. I think he just has too much natural talent and freakish athletic ability to, uh, to watch out, but yeah, obviously, you know, there's always things that, that jump, that could jump out at you a little bit. Uh, one for me is that obviously he hasn't played top tier competition consistently. Um, you know, he's playing in the AAC, the that conference besides, you know, UCF Memphis, um, you're not really seeing a t- South Florida too. It can, is pretty good, but you know, you're not seeing like power five talent, you know, like some, other guys are, but he, dom. But he, well, the thing is, he d- does dominate this competition. It's like the same thing when people were talking about Khalil Mack coming out. People were going, "Oh, well, Khalil Mack only played against, you know, uh, you know, he played at Buffalo, so he's not playing the best competition." I say, so what? He dominated that competition when he was at Buffalo. He was the best, like clearly the best player on that on that on that team and it wasn't even close and he stood out and put up the eye popping stats you would you would want from a guy that's that talented over everybody else in that league in that conference and um I see the same thing with that Oliver he just far away just looks like the most dominating player on that defense and in that conference really he just looks like uh, just like a totally different player compared to everybody else. And he's making plays that just no other guy over there is making. So that, I think it, I think that squashes that argument a little bit. And I saw, you know, there was film when they played Oklahoma a couple years ago, when Baker Mayfield was at Oklahoma still, and he made Baker Mayfield's life a living hell that in that game. I mean, he just gave him fits and um, with his interior pressure, and I, I think Ed Oliver 
with that game, you could see he could play against that type of competition. He and he could fare very well, even though they don't do it all the time. So, I think it's more of a that's a lukewarm thing for me. I mentioned it in my notes, but I think Ed Ed is going to be fine dealing with NFL caliber talent. Um, then but then there's the the size thing with Ed and his position. This also, I think, I find a solution for with. I don't think he's going to play inside on the next level. I think, I think, well, here's what I think. I think every so often they'll move him in. They'll, I think they're going to move Ed Oliver around like a chess piece, whoever gets him, or they should. A smart defensive coach would use him in different situations and put him, make him be able, let him be able to make different plays. But I think his main position is going to be on on the left or right side of the defensive line. Like he's, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think, I just don't find him playing, you know, in the middle at the NFL level consistently. Will he do it every so often? Sure. I think he will to throw different looks if you're throwing a different type of look on defense. But I think in a base set, I I see him playing on, on the left or right side of the defensive line. And I think he excels in that position. I think right now he's actually kind of playing out of position in Houston and still, making unbelievable amount of plays. So I I think that the size thing is not going to matter. I think it's not going to matter because I think you can put him different places. I Honestly, I think the guy is talented enough to even play coverage if you needed him to. I'm not saying like you should do it a lot, but if you needed to, I think, you, I think the guy has the speed and quickness and um, absolute and ability to do it. Um, if it's if it's if he's called upon to do it, uh, which is which is pretty baffling for his size, and he's just what you look for in the NFL in in any type of dominating defensive player, and I think he's gonna make a, whatever team drafts him very very happy. I'll be stunned if he falls out of the top ten. I'll be stunned, uh, because I think he is absolutely like. I think he's a top three talent, to be honest with you. I, I think Ed Oliver is that good. But I don't think he w- – will he go top three? No, because a lot of times, you know, teams will will sometimes look at, you know, the offensive players if, if it's a need, and obviously they'll pick a quarterback early. Um, And obviously there's been the, the a lot of the rumblings about uh, Nick Bosa probably going number one, which I would – you know, is not <laughs> – a, a bad thing because Nick Bosa is probably the most dominating edge guy out there at the moment. Uh, he's he's just uh, a freak. But Ed Oliver is absolutely, I think, going to go sh- or should go in the top ten. But then again, hey, you know, Aaron Donald slipped out of the top ten too, and look, barely, but he did slip out of the top ten, and look what kind of career he's had so far so even if ed does slip out of that top 10 some team is going to get very very lucky and get him at a spot where he probably shouldn't even even been there and uh i think ed oliver is going to have a wonderful pro nfl career uh, <laughs> he's just he's a game changer he's a game changing type of player he just makes plays constantly with his, with his speed and ability to cover the run ability to pass rush and not just cover the run inside, but cover the run outside, which is just so, that's such a huge thing 
for a defensive lineman to be able to do that. And that, that just gives your defense that you, I mean, it lets you set the edge as a defense when you have a guy like that even better. Boy. Yeah. Ed, Ed's Oliver is definitely one of my favorite prospects I've covered so far. And I've looked at this year. I always, I always enjoy watching him uh, play when, when the Houston game is on, he's just so fun to watch. He's just such a dominating presence on the, on the defensive line. So I'm very much looking forward to see what what he's capable of in the NFL. Um, but I believe that's going to do it for the show today. Um, the, just, I'm trying to stick to shorter shows. I, I know our second episode was a little longer, um, but last last week was pretty short. This was a little, I think, a little longer. But um, yeah, the I have a couple more scouting reports kind of at the ready. Uh, a couple guys have also been looking at uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, maybe covering the tight ends this next week, which I think is going to be interesting. And because uh, it has that's been one the the one offensive position I really haven't looked into yet. And uh, I'm looking forward to covering one of those the top guys. And then on defense, I'm not 100% sure yet. It's going to be uh, kind of a mystery right now. But I'm looking into a few different guys. But again, guys, thank you for listening. Um, you could subscribe on iTunes if you if you like uh, prospect profile. Just look it up on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe if you can. I would be love you for that. Um, we're also on Podbean, uh, prospectprofile.podbean.com, if that's your preferred method of listening. Also, we're on Twitter, at prospectprof, uh, P-R-O-F, prospectprof. And um, probably going to be making a Facebook page soon. Uh, <laughs> if anybody uses Facebook, I'm not 100% sure if people really pay attention to Facebook pages anymore, but... But yeah, uh, trying to get the word out a little more. Um, but also, if if anybody was was thinking about wanting to be on the show, please DM me on on my personal Twitter at lob underscore three or on the prospect profile Twitter. Um, and get in touch with me if you would like. Uh, to go be on the show with me and discuss some prospects. Uh always looking to have different points of view than my own to kind of bounce ideas off of uh, for sure for future shows. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening. Um, this is Lawrence signing off and I hope to see you all next week. Thank you. <laughs>